And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Dots Podcast. Before we begin tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Want to shout out Don Tolly and the team at Tolly and Associates there with American Family Insurance. Also want to shout out Nikki Grom and Barnes Roofing, Adams Bar and Grill, David Jin Showborough, Robin Stacia Studer, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, the Hi Ho Bar and Grill, Weaver Overhead Door, Scott Hudson with Reese and Nichols, Eyed Capital Realty, Chad and K. Lewis, and Bill Javik Electric for all coming on board. Thank you guys so much for your contributions and sponsorship of the podcast. Now we go on to tonight's show. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groups. It is officially the week 14 high school football pregame show. We only have two more weeks of high school football left, and we have three local teams still in the hunt looking to make that trip to Columbia as we get set next weekend for the Misha State Championships at Faroe Field on the campus of the University of Missouri. Before we preview this week's games, we're going to run down the scores of last week's games. and the Class 3 quarterfinals, Maryville had their season come to an end at the hands of Pleasant Hill, 43-28. to The Spoonfounds had a 22-21 lead at the half, but Pleasant Hill would go on to outscore Maryville 22-7 in the second half to defeat the Spoonfounds there. Great season for Coach Matt Webb and the Maryville Spoonfounds, as always, always a first-class program there in Maryville. In Class 1, in a defensive struggle, East Buchanan defeated Gallatin 14-6 in the Battle of the Bulldogs. Congratulations to Coach Chris Holt and Gallatin on a great season there. Chris Holt, always a winner in my book there with Gallatin. In the eight-man world, North Andrew was able to edge out Worth County 40-38 to with a touchdown with less than 30 seconds left to take the eight-man District 4 championship. And for the first time since 1993, Bishop LeBlanc are district champions in football. They defeated the Oric Bearcats. 15-38 was the final score there. We will have much more on all of these games coming up here in just a little bit. But before we get into um, the high school football action for this week, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will preview this weekend's semifinal action in Northwest Missouri. And welcome, everybody, back to this high school football semifinal preview, also known as the Week 14 High School Football Pregame Show. Let's go ahead and let's start our semifinal previews with Class 1. East Buchanan was able to withstand a tough challenge from Gallatin last Saturday. Gallatin got on the board first in the game in the second quarter with its first touchdown. It's the first touchdown that East Buchanan allowed in almost 20 quarters, 19 to be exact. But East Buchanan got a Trevor Klein touchdown to take a 7-6 lead into the half. In the third quarter, it was pretty much a stalemate. And then late in the fourth quarter, Trevor Klein runs it in for a long touchdown to take a 14-6 lead. And then Riley Parker forced a Gallatin fumble to, to seal the game for a 14-6 win for East Buchanan. Tough defensive game there. Also, again, shout-out to Chris Holt and Gallatin. That's a great football team there in Gallatin. Great football game. That was a very exciting game to be at. So, with that win, East Buchanan now moves on to the semifinals to match up with Duchenne. The Pioneers coming to Gower this Saturday with an 8-4 record, testing themselves against State Powers, St. Mary's, Cardinal Ritter, and MICDS. Two out of those three teams are still in the playoffs and upper classes. St. Mary's in Class 4, Cardinal Ritter in Class 3. 
This is a team that can score points in merely bunches. And Coach Ritter will mention in our weekly interview that the Pioneers have athletes all over the field on both sides of the ball. And, of course, you know, I did have an opportunity to catch up with Coach Ritter this week. He joined me to talk about this, last week's game against Gallatin. And we're going to look ahead to a tough semifinal matchup with Duchenne. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast as we get set for this weekend's Class 1 semifinal in Gower as Duchenne visits East Buchanan. 1 o'clock on Saturday, we are here with Bulldog head coach Dan Ritter. What's are you? Very good, sir. Well, Coach, I'm definitely very excited to have you back on. Um, coach, um, last weekend I got to be in the house at Gallatin, got to watch you guys um, win a very close ball game between two really good teams here in Northwest Missouri, 14-6 to over Gallatin, a game that was very well played all four quarters. Coach, just walk me through your thoughts on the game. Sure. Gallatin is undefeated, and, and for good reason. They're a good team, and uh, – they were just able to really stop our offense in the very beginning of the game. We didn't really get rolling until about halfway through that second quarter. Uh, now, we did do some good things offensively. We had 377 yards offensively. We just couldn't pound it in uh, when it mattered most in the red zone. And we kept having issues on fourth down and third down. But uh, I think we'll, we're, we're, we're working those things out in practice this week, and we'll apply it to – to this next week but as far as the game goes our defense played really really well I thought Riley Parker played really well for us and uh and some other guys like Adam Steven Ingus well he played even better on offense and of course Trevor Klein had a good game as well so our, our boys really played well and down the stretch and I was pretty proud of their performance absolutely as you should be great great ball game definitely up hats off to Chris Holton Gallison that was a great football team this season hats off on a great season but, Coach, ultimately you get to continue um, your run. Uh, second straight year you're in the Class 1 semifinals. Um, this year, Duchenne comes to town as, uh, again, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Um, coach, just um, uh, for two questions here. First of all, just how big is it for you to uh, get a ho another home game, another semifinal home game in Gower, and then talk about uh, Duchenne and just the key of uh, what they present offensively and defensively and what to expect on Saturday. <clears throat> sure. Just to first talk about the game on Saturday is that's a big deal for our community. Now our community has been in this game quite a few times over the past 30, 40 years, but to have it back to back and to be able to play at home and have fairly decent weather, it looks like it'll be in the forties and hopefully the rain will hold off, man, what a great atmosphere it's going to be. We had two home games last year in the playoffs that were just so much fun to be a part of. And I was just really proud of the East Buchanan community uh, being a part of that. Now, when it comes to this team this year that's coming to town, Duchenne, they are a very talented team. They have two or three guys that are just absolute freak athletes. And we're going to have to find a way to contain those guys offensively and uh, not allow them to do work defensively either. They've been holding teams mostly under 20 points and they've been scoring quite a few points as well. They're, they're scoring more points lately than we are. So our offense has to be clicking on all cylinders and our defense has to be ready for explosive plays. And we got to contain a really dynamic quarterback and running back. Now, as far as the receivers go, they're even uh, more explosive. They have three or four receivers that, that can go. So we're going to have our hands full, but it should be a whole lot of fun. Our defense has been playing really well 
lately, and our offense is going to have their coming out party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Coach, I'm definitely excited for that bowl game. About the weather, though, um, you mentioned 40 degrees. You know, I think, you know, the weather conditions that we've been dealing with the last two or three weeks, I will gladly take 40 degrees over what all of us have had to deal with the yeah. last three weeks. Would you agree with that? It'll feel like a summer vacation out there in the mid-40s. It'll be nice. <laughs> Absolutely, Coach. Uh, again, thank you so much for everything, um, all your contributions, all year long to the podcast. Looking forward to seeing what your football team does this weekend. And uh, good luck to you and the boys this weekend. Thank you very much, sir. Always a huge thank you to Beast Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter for joining me here on the podcast. If you want to catch the game, if you're not able to make it to the game in Gower on Saturday, you can catch it on Mission.TV. Cost of the game is $10 to watch the game. Or if you don't want to pay to watch the game, you can listen to Chris Ward on 100.1 FM or go to NorthwestMoInfo.com. If you don't have a radio in your car, you can go to NorthwestMoInfo.com and catch Chris on the call there. The other Class 1 matchup on Saturday will pit 13-0 in state number 1 ranked Monroe City. They will take on the Adrian on the road, 11-2 Adrian is. What are those two games? We'll meet next Saturday in the Class 1 state championship game. Game time is 3 p.m. at Faro Field at Mizzou. Um, in eight-man football, for the first time since 1993, Bishop LeBlanc is a district champion in football. The Golden Eagles defeated previously undefeated Oric 50-38 in a game that featured eight lead changes and two ties. Oric held a 16-12 advantage after one and held a 30-28 lead at the half. But LeBlanc came back with several scores in the third quarter to take a 44-38 lead. The Golden Eagles would add one more touchdown to seal the deal to win 50-38. Landon Gardner had five all-purpose touchdowns. Jake Carell had 144 yards receiving and three touchdowns. They will now move on to travel to Sweet Springs. They pulled an upset a couple of weeks ago over North Shelby. And then last week, they shocked St. Paul Lutheran 62-40 in the eight-man District 2 championship game. St. Paul Luther beat Sweet Springs in their previous meeting, 50-28, back in Week 5. Both of these programs are relatively new to eight-man football. As I mentioned several times, LeBlanc is in their fourth year in eight-man football, and Sweet Springs just joined the eight-man ranks this past season. Safe to say, both these teams are playing their best football at the right time in November. Gold Eagle head coach Chuck Davis joined me on the podcast this week to talk about his team's historic night and Oric and the preview Saturday's matchup with Sweet Springs. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes podcast previewing the eight-man state semifinal between Bishop LeBlanc and Sweet Springs. We are here with Golden Eagle head coach Chuck Davis. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Cliff. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Coach, I imagine you probably got to be feeling pretty good, you know, over the last couple of days. You know, your team, you know, uh, chased the district championship last season, came up short. Got it done this year. First time since 1993, 50-38 over Oric there in Oric um, last Friday night. Coach, just give me your thoughts. It was, it was a tough game. Uh, as close as that score was, the game felt a lot closer than that even. Um, you know, Stevenson kid and the Miller kid are both as good as advertised. I think Coach Thacker does a great job out there with those guys. And it was a hard-fought battle that just happened to – end in our favor so I was really proud of the way we hung in there played tough and got the job done talk about really your team's resilience there you know you've been down a couple of times there in that first half able to come out and score um, a couple touchdowns there in the third quarter 
uh, kind of take control of the game there. Um, just talk about, you know, just this team's resilience just to come back and then hang on to win. We got a group of kids that, that believes in the process and what we're doing. And, uh, you know, a lot of kids would have been hanging their heads when we were two and three to start the season and, and feeling sorry for themselves. But I think we've done a good job all year of being resilient. I think it's a perfect word to use. Um, you know, they've weathered the storm all year, and Friday just wasn't any different. Well, we talked about this over and over again. You know, the last four years of LeBlanc um, football and eight-man football, obviously, you know, two wins there in 2019. You progressively got better there. You know, four years out, your third year into the program, you got a district championship, great group of seniors. Talk about what this process, talk about this process and what this means for this group of seniors. They help pave the way for sure. Uh, all of our success is, is uh, I owe them a huge debt of gratitude. Um, I've got a fantastic group of assistant coaches that I've that I lean on every day to help me, uh, you know, not just with the practices and X's and O's, but but also like navigating the journey as a young head coach. You know, who do I call when I need this, or who do I order this equipment from? Um, you know, Coach Dudick, Coach Tabor, the list goes on and on and on. Coach Matt, Coach Reardon, Coach Williams, Coach Walker, all these guys, every day, basically donate their time and. Uh, care about the kids enough to watch tons of film come up with good ideas we meet on Sundays as a staff and you know it's been fun and uh I'm not ready to see it end yet that's for sure well I've got an opportunity to keep it going um Saturday one o'clock on the road at Sweet Springs. This is a team that's uh, pulled a couple of upsets here in this um, state tournament, beating North Shelby and beating a really good St. Paul Lutheran team on Friday. You know, they got to be coming in, you know, with a lot of momentum as well. I mean, you know, just talk about what you've seen from them and um, what can we expect on Saturday? I think Saturday will be a fun one. Uh, this is athletes on athletes. They have a quarterback that is uh, fast and physical. He's... Uh, you know, their workhorse. They got a couple skill guys around them that I think do a really good job. So I think this should be an explosive football game. Um, you know, we're looking forward to it. Coach, um, again, thank you so much all year long, you know, for your appearances on the podcast. Congratulations on a district championship. First one since 1993. Congratulations. Uh, let's see if we can keep the run going. Thanks, Cliff. I appreciate you. Bishop LeBlanc travels to Sweet Springs 1 p.m., on Saturday in a matchup that could quite possibly pass as the state championship. Archie will travel to North Andrew in a matchup of the number one and number two team ranked teams in eight man football. North Andrew survived the quote unquote district of death. Also known as eight man district four. the Cardinals used a Hayden Ecker touchdown with 21 seconds left to edge out worth County for the second time this season to win the district. Cardinals have been severely battle tested this season playing ranked opponents such as King City, LeBlanc, Albany, East Atchison, and Worth County twice. And I haven't even got to talk about this matchup against Archie on Friday. I had the chance to watch North Andrew back in week two when they were at LeBlanc. I told several people in attendance that North Andrew, I thought, was quite possibly the best eight-man football team I've ever seen. Just how dominant they were, just how physical they were, how great they run the football, and just how they dominate the line of scrimmage. I mean, you know, I remember Devin and Anthony talking about when they unveiled their um, all-state teams on Wednesday night. You know, you could easily put North Andrews' um, offensive line as all-state, all three of them. It's just, they're that good. So, um, definitely looking forward to watching them for the first time since 
a big matchup there with Archie. The Whirlwinds come into the game 12-0 in Champions of District 1. Archie defeated LeBlanc, Lockwood, Sweet Springs, and owned two victories over Drexel, including in the district championship game. Junior quarterback Briar McIntyre will be one to watch the, on Friday night for the Whirlwinds. Cardinal head coach Dwayne Williams joined me this week to talk about last week's thrilling win over Worth County and to look ahead to the huge semifinal matchup versus Archie. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the eight-man state semifinals as we're going to preview Archie versus North Andrew this Friday night in Rosendale. We are here with Cardinal head coach Dwayne Williams. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you on. Um, um, it seems like the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the um, ultra-competitive eight-man District 4. That district is now concluded now. Um, you guys came out with a district championship, 40-38 to 38 over Worth County. A touchdown right close to the very end to secure a district championship. Another very good game between yourselves and Worth County. Coach, just um, run me through your thoughts on the game. Well, you know, it, uh, it it went exactly like we thought it would as far as, you know, being close and competitive. And, you know, we, we, we made some mistakes to kind of shoot ourselves in the foot early. We turned, <clears throat> we'd driven down and turned the ball over on their one, but, you know, just mishandled a snap. And, and so that, that, that kind of, you know, kept us from getting a score early that might've gave us a two score lead. And, and then later we gave up a kickoff return, which we hadn't done all year. Just, just, just missed kicked the ball. It took a perfect bounce. And so we kind of feel like, you know, we, 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 kind of shot ourselves in the foot there for a few times and but the kids just did a great job of rallying back and like you said we got a late score I think we scored with like 30 seconds to go to to take a lead after they had just scored with a minute something to take the lead and so um you know we, we and we held them off on a Hail Mary it's just it it went exactly like I thought as far as being competitive and down to the wire just like the you know the, we played them you know four weeks before that and it was the same kind of game and um, you know, early on, it was a defensive game. Uh, I think at the end of the third quarter, it was 22-20. And, you know, and then finally both offenses started making some plays in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, we, we feel very fortunate to come out of that healthy. And, and you know, I'm, I'm proud of my guys for sticking in the game the whole time. It was cold, and, and they just did a fantastic job all night. I know, Coach, uh, games like that kind of maybe have to, you know, get the blood boy. Uh, the blood pressure gets up a little bit, you know, for games like that. Um you know, for games, you know, every game, you know, the, the stakes get higher. You think really playing a game like that last Friday really, you know, helps the team as you guys look to advance further? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I feel like we're really battle tested. Um, you know, I've not checked this stat, so I could be off a game or two. But uh, I was told by uh, uh, in an interview I did the other day that, that we'd played seven top ten teams and five top five teams this year. Uh, I can't remember the last time somebody played a schedule like that. And, um, you know, I, and, you know, we played Albany, which is in our conference, Worth County twice, you know, LeBlanc, and it just, and now Archie, you know, the number two, you know, two or one A, if you really will, you know, both undefeated. And, and so, you know, um, we'll have earned our way if we were fortunate enough to get there. And I do think, you know, playing games like that, uh, while they're not good for my heart, uh, I think they're good for our football team, and you know Archie's Archie's not really had very many competitive games. They've they've kind of walked through their schedule a little bit, and and um, you know I'm if, if if this is a competitive game, my guys are going to know I believe the, what it takes to win it, and and what you know the, the level of play it's going to take to win a game like that. So you know uh, we're just looking forward to the opportunity to, to to play a great team like Archie, and 
and uh, you know, hopefully we can come out with a victory. Coach, that's a very mind-blowing stat there. You know, all those top-team teams you played, a lot of top-five matchups this season. To come out 12-0 and on that, that is very impressive. Congratulations. Let's get into the game on Friday night. This is going to be a big one. Uh, North Andrew versus Archie. You know, both these teams have been number one or number number one and number two in the eight-man poll all season long, but that poll doesn't matter anymore. We're getting into the um, we're getting into the uh, final four now. Um, Coach, just talk about um, really X's and O's and just what you've seen from the whirlwinds and what can we expect on Friday night. Well, the first thing that stands out is their speed. Uh, they're really athletic. Um, they, they've got a bunch of just really good-looking athletes. You know, maybe they don't have the size that we have per se, but they, they definitely have a lot of guys that look good in their uniform and can run. They're well coached. Um, they, they, you know, they run a kind of a hybrid wing T system where it's, there's a lot of misdirection. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of pushing the edge and 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 trying to get you know trying to get the edge on you all the time. They do a great job of sealing the edge. And then kicking out when they have to, and you know, defensively, the thing that really stands out is their speed. You don't get a lot of big plays on them um, because even if you do break out on a run, you know, they're they're generally faster than whoever they're playing, and they're going to run you down or, or 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 at least prevent the big play. It's hard to get over top on them in your pass game. Their safeties play real deep, and and uh, they're athletic, and so you know what we've got to do is be patient and um, run the football the way we always do and um, you know and that's one thing I think serves us well is we are patient with our run game if it's if it's not clicking as good as we want it to you know in stages of the game we know that it will eventually and we stay with it and and uh, you know defensively if we can just read our keys um, don't fall for all the eye candy they do a lot of motion and shifting and guys here guys there and it's really just trying to trick your eyes if we can avoid all that and just play football break down and tackle you know, we'll have a great opportunity to win the ballgame. Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to this matchup. Archie 12-0, North Andrew 12-0 in Rosendale. This Friday night, I will be in the house for that one. Been looking forward to this game. Coach, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast as always. And uh, I will see you and the boys this Friday night. I appreciate it, Clifton. Thank you. I appreciate all the coverage. Thank you. So, Archie, at North Andrew, this Friday night, 7 p.m., I will be in the house for that one. Also, Tommy Rezach will have the call on KFEQ of this game. Pre-game, I believe, starts at 6.30. Game time will start at 7. Also, LeBlanc and Sweet Springs will be Saturday at 1 p.m. If you want to watch both those games, if you're not able to make it out to one or both of those games, you can watch both those games on Mission.tv as well. Those will also be $10 per game. Winner of those two games will play next Thursday at 7 p.m. in Columbia for the state championship. Now, I usually um, leave you guys here about right now where we got one more segment that we're going to end with with Devin and Anthony, but before we end off with that, I just want to tell you guys just uh, how thankful I am of just uh, all of you guys and just uh, your guys' support, unwavering support of the podcast. I'm very, very thankful for every single one of you. You guys have truly made this the best year of my life. Um, I, I had to overcome some mental health um, issues, you know, in 2021. So, you know, that was one of the hardest years of my life. But 2022, we were able to pick it up, get the ground running. And it's uh, mainly because of you guys, you know, all the uh, all the athletes, all the coaches, um, you know, all the fans, you know, even some of you guys that um, don't play sports that I see at the games, um, 
You guys, all of you guys just truly make this as fun as possible for me. I, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys all so much from the bottom of my heart. But for that, you know, I also want to thank my God. You know, my God has uh, definitely helped me. He's definitely uh, given me this platform that I have um, that I'm able to use in a positive way. I appreciate that um, so much. I'm truly thankful for my God. I'm truly thankful for every single one of you and your support. I love you guys all from the bottom of my heart. Let's make this the end of the year. Let's make this the best year ever. And let's go rock out in 2023. But now we're going to leave you guys here. I usually post my segment with Devin and Anthony on a separate episode. But with everything, with how big these two eight-man football games are this week, we're actually going to include this at the end of the pregame show here. So I want to thank all the sponsors. I want to thank all of you guys for your support. I hope you guys have a great night. Enjoy um, your weekend or enjoy the games that you're going to be at. And uh, we, I will see you guys in Rosendale in Sweet Springs this weekend. Have a great rest of your night. And we will have a recap of Archie and North Andrew on the Friday edition of the Post-it Notes. But without further ado, let's toss it now to my conversation with Missouri 8-Man Football's Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane to talk these two huge eight-man semifinal games coming up this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Dust Podcast here. It is my weekly conversation with Missouri eight-man football's Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane as we look ahead to eight-man state semifinal week here. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Doing pretty good. Doing well. Oh, man, I love it. You know, these next couple of episodes, these next two episodes here, they're going to probably be the two biggest episodes of the season here. So um, before we look ahead to the um, semifinal games this weekend, let's look back at last weekend's games. And um, well, we've been doing our recaps here. We've been looking back at District 4 first. And we're not going to stop there is um, eight-man District 4 District Championship of last Friday. North Andrew edging out Worth County 40-38 to 38 there. Anthony, I'll let you go to this one uh, first since you were at the game. Um Yo, a great game back in week eight between these two teams. Uh, and, you know, these two teams delivered probably better than advertised last weekend. So, Anthony, just give me your thoughts first on North Andrew versus Worth County. Yeah, it was, it was very similar um, to the week eight game. Uh, there was a little more defense um, to start out in this one. Um, and it, it was kind of similar as in the last one as both teams kind of had a chance to kind of run away with it. Uh, North Andrew fumbled. At uh, the goal line, uh, that would have put them up a couple scores. They missed some open passes uh, late in the second quarter. They would have gotten the ball to start the second half. Could have been up, you know, two, maybe three scores at that point. Um, and then, you know, the third quarter things switched. Uh, Worth County played better defense, uh, kind of shut them down. Um, and they also had a chance to go up two scores at that point. Andrew Goff makes the interception. Uh, Billy Atkins gets a pick. Um, defense for North Andrew played really well. Um, and in the end, you know, it was just like last time. It just, you know, Worth County came short on that final drive. But, yeah, it, it was it was a fantastic game. Yeah, absolutely. I think that week eight game, Worth County had the ball, had a deep pass on the right sideline that went out of the kids' hands there that could have either tied the game up or possibly late in that game, the, the week eight game. And this one, you had the video there on Twitter with – McIntyre nearly bringing down the Hail Mary there to end the game. That would have been a fantastic finish either way for that one. And I think it just kind of shows North Andrew, no matter 
if they don't play their A game or anything like that or stuff goes wrong, they're just still so hard to beat over four quarters because of how their style of play and just how talented that team is. I mean, we're going to do our all-state team here for um, com, and it's going to have a few North Andrew kids on there just because those kids are darn good. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting how they go going forward. And if you're Worth County, you lost, what, three games this year by combined 12 points or something like that? I mean, it wasn't uh, – that's a very good football team that um, lost to North Andrew, Albany, um, and then again to North Andrew. I mean, they're a really good football team. Uh, we can't say that enough, how talented those guys were. So, really tough way for those guys to go out, but it was an excellent game Anthony went to last Friday. And a very excellent eight-man district four. Uh, again, congratulations to Worth County on a tremendous season. Coach Adwell, those boys, um, great season for them. So, um, let's go on let's move on to eight-man district three. Um, for the first time since 1993, Bishop LeBlanc is district champions in football. So, um, you know, they had the shot last year against King City. This year, they were able to chip, um, cash in on it, defeating Oric 50-38, to 38, a game which Oric um, led the game early, but then Bishop LeBlanc um, scored, scored a couple touchdowns in the third quarter, kind of to hang on to that lead a little bit and then hang on to win a district championship. So, um, Devin, I'll give you this one first. Um, your thoughts on LeBlanc? Um, I didn't get to watch the whole game there, but I just watched the Mitchell's highlights there when he's posted on Friday night on Twitter kind of deal. Like, every time LeBlanc needed a score or got a score, it was either Landon Gardner running it in or Landon Gardner finding one of the better receivers in the state, Jake Carell, for a big uh, completion there. I mean, those two are a very good combo that I'm excited to see on Saturday versus Sweet Springs. I mean, Gardner, he threw for 211 yards and four touchdowns, ran for another buck 27 and a touchdown there on the ground. They're, I mean, they're, he's, they're a really good player, and they withstood Oric and Jackson Miller, who ran for 220 yards himself and four touchdowns on 44 carries. I mean, he's another really good player. They had to knock out – It's a couple of good backs that, that LeBlanc played last couple of weeks in Ty Mooney and Jackson Miller. Uh, they got another one this week with uh, Blake Schrader, the all-purpose quarterback there for Sweet Springs. So I'm interested to see how they handle that. They did a great job versus uh, King City, did an okay job versus Oric defensively. Uh, so we'll see if they can do it again there against Sweet Springs. But it's an excellent win for LeBlanc team that we had both seen a couple times earlier this year against some of the top competition struggled a bit. They gotten better defensively as the year gone on. Last couple of weeks against some better competition as well on there. So they're a team that's possibly peaking at the right time here in the state semifinals. Yeah, what Devin said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I think he ended it with uh, the point I wanted to make is they just they seem to be playing really good football at the right time of year. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, no, we're going to be talking about their opponent. We're going to be talking about their game here in just a few minutes here, but I want to shift to eight-man district two now. Uh, we talked about last week, uh, Sweet Springs, the upset over North Shelby last week. This week, they pull even a maybe a bigger upset in a lot of people's eyes. 62-40, to 40, they beat St. Paul Lutheran on the road. I was following this game on Twitter when I was at the um, St. Joseph City Basketball Jamboree. I was following this game, and I saw those scores here. Sweet Springs was up in this game quite a bit through pretty much the entire game. So, um, um, Anthony, I'll shift this one to you first. Um, your thoughts on Sweet Springs meeting St. Paul Luther? Um, yeah, that one was a bit surprising. Um, but I think Sweet Springs, kind of like Blonde, is playing their best football right now. Uh, I watched some of their games from earlier in the year. Um, it looked like they were still trying to figure some things out. Uh, now, it was against Archie, so that's always tough for any team. Uh, you know, Schrader is he's been fantastic, um, and to do that 
especially when you're a run heavy team and you're going against that same Paul front, uh, you know, their secondary isn't great, uh, but their front guys are really good. And to do that and score 62 is just really impressive for a program that's, you know, in their first year in eight man. Yeah, absolutely. I think the score here, I know it's 62 to 40, but it, except for the last like minute and a half of the first quarter where both teams scored, I think twice there in the last couple of minutes, the, the half kind of deal. It was a pretty good defensive game. Um, a lot of hard hits there. I was at that game and Sweet Springs defensively. I know they gave up 40 points there, but there's a couple of late touchdowns and stuff like that. They played with their hair on fire that I hadn't seen when I played when I saw the first game with them in St. Paul earlier this year, where I think they're starting to get some more confidence. And I think they're starting to figure out the eight man game a little bit there. Just the, the intricities that you don't realize coming down from 11 man with having three less guys on defense and the spacing, just different strategies there to kind of work through with the scheme and everything. So I think they're starting to figure that out a little bit. I mean, the kids have really bought in and having a fun time with it. As Anthony said, the Schrader kid over there, he's good. He is a tough kid, just super tough. He played fullback on their team last year, an 11-man, switched from the quarterback this year. He had 390 yards of offense against St. Paul, um, 250 rushing, another 140 um, in the air. So he's a very good player, had eight total touchdowns. And even the plays where they would lose yards, like a snap over for his head, it would still take four or five defenders to bring him down. That's a St. Paul team with Jade Maggart and Christian Anderson that's super physical too. So um, I'm intrigued to see what they do versus um, LeBlanc there. It's going to be uh, – Anthony said this earlier in the week with uh, with Chris Roush, very much like King City's offense, very quarterback run-centric kind of deal with a couple of variations off of it. So LeBlanc's seen it before. It just can they handle this version of it here with Schrader and company there with Sweet Springs. But it uh, should be a lot of fun. Nice little trip for LeBlanc again. Uh, they've had a few long road trips this year. Uh, so I'm very intrigued to see what they do over there in Sweet Springs. It'll be my first trip to Sweet Springs um, to see the Greyhounds in their home stadium. So it should be an interesting game to see who wins that. I mean, these teams are pretty even. I think on both sides of the bracket, it's just in the next round. So there'll be a little more of a disparity there. Um, but this should be two teams that it's been a long time since they've been to this point or ever at this at this junction in the playoffs. So uh, I think both teams are kind of playing with some house money there. So we'll see what happens there on Saturday afternoon in Sweet Springs. Let's go ahead. Let's recap eight-man district one real quick here. Archie uh, wins, their, wins that district over Drexel, forty-two to sixteen. Uh, again, you know this was the game that you kind of we predicted at the beginning of the. We kind of thought at the beginning of the year this would be the district championship game, but again, unfortunately, the injury to Jacob Coffee Drexel just hasn't been the same football team as they were at the beginning of the season. So uh, I'll give you guys your thoughts on district eight-man district one. Archie versus Drexel. Yeah, I was able to watch that one. Uh, Drexel did all they could. Uh, they they played them tough defensively um, for as long as they could. But, you know, being down to your four-string quarterback, they just couldn't generate any offense. Uh, I, I was impressed with the way that Drexel played. Um, but, yeah, in the end, it was just they could not get enough offense um, without some of those guys. And uh, But tip of the cap to Coach Dean for, you know, getting the, getting the team to this point. Um, with all that he had lost this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as Anthony said, Mike Munter was their fourth-string quarterback this year. He started the year as like an extra lineman slash a tight end um, blocking for Jacob Coffey, and then by the end of the year, he was trying to throw passes to his brother kind of deals. I mean, it was a very injury-riddled season for Drexel, and they still won 10 games. I mean, he did a heck of a job down there coaching. I mean, beating Lockwood and St. Paul there at the end of the year kind of deal really kind of, I think – Maybe got them a little more cachet across the state. Like, hey, they lost their top couple players there, and they're still 
kind of chugging along here and still playing really well. You know, they were down to the linemen there versus Archie as well. And as Anthony said on film, those kids still fly around and play really good defense. They just offensively just couldn't get enough to hang with Archie there. So, and credit to Archie. They did what they're supposed to do. Um, they got up big early, and then they kind of was able to coast there for the win the rest of the way there versus a, a really solid Drexel team. And I think they just, their biggest thing was just get healthy going into that state semifinal versus one of the powerhouses up north, either North Andrew or Worth County. Turned out to be North Andrews. They're going to Rosendale, and that should be – I am. we've been excited for this one. I've been excited for this game for a while on here, so I'm excited to see um, how Archie can match up with the size that North Andrews is going to bring because not a lot of teams can handle that size uh, over four quarters. So my anticipation, you know, when we when these games got done with on Friday, okay, what what days and what times are these games going to be on so I can kind of set my schedule? When they announced that, you know, North Andrew and Archie is going to be 7 p.m. Friday, I, I, I instantly was like, okay, I have to be there for this one. So I'm going to be there with you guys on Friday night. Matter of fact, let's preview this game here. Um, number one versus number two, all year long in the eight-man football poll, it seems like, you know, um, this could very well qualify. You know, I think, you know, a couple of these games in eight-man district four could have very well qualified as the state championship game. But this one definitely could qualify as the state championship game. And we get it in the semifinals in Rosendale. Archie at North Andrew, um, whichever one of you guys want to start, give me the breakdown of this game. I'm excited to hear. Imagine had you had North Andrew and Archie number one and number two all year. Uh, like he has guy. not let me – he's been on this for like the last month. Just shove it in my face. Hey, Anthony, you go ahead and break this matchup down first. I don't steal your talking points again. <laughs> um, I watched – I was finally able to watch some of Archie. Uh, they were – you know, one of the few teams this year I hadn't been able to see live. Um, so I watched three or four of their games, and um, they're a very good team uh, technically and uh, fundamentally is what I found. Uh, my concern with this game was the size of their offensive line compared to North Andrews. Um, that's still kind of my concern. Um, but despite their smaller size, they do a heck of a job blocking um, and being where they're supposed to be. Uh, and that allows Briar McIntyre to kind of run loose uh, they love getting him out on the edge and seeing what he can do. Um, for me, that's the biggest battle is not so much the lines. I think it's uh, Dawson Eichner, uh, Andrew Goff, the, the secondary guys, because I, I if I were Archie, I'd want to throw the ball a little bit more um, to kind of test that North Andrew secondary, even though they, they've played much better recently. Um, but I think for me, that's kind of the biggest battle right there. Um, is that kind of linebacker position for North Andrew. And if they're able to kind of keep the speed of Archie contained. Um, and then on the other side, it's, you know, Archie's not small on the defensive line, um, but everyone's small compared to North Andrew's line. Um, I don't think they can stop North Andrew um, because no one has, you know, I, I tweeted out the other night, the Hayden Ecker against Worth County, who's arguably one of the best defenses in eight man. He's rushed for 540 yards and nine touchdowns in those two games. So I think the biggest concern is can Archie match them? And so I think it's the Archie offense versus North Andrew defense. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I'm kind of at with this game as well. You talk about Archie, their speed on offense there. They have four kids with anywhere from 320 to 275 yards receiving this year. They don't throw the ball a whole bunch. It's probably a 65-70 run pass split kind of deal with their offense, but I would kind of assume it may be closer to 80% versus teams that aren't very good. They just like run the ball because they're really good at it. 
but I've seen this year when they played Drexel the first time around, when they still had Billy Lau at quarterback, their second stringer on offense. They slung in a little bit more of that game they had in the past because Drexel is very good at stopping the run as well. So they kind of say, hey, we'll see if we can loosen them up through the pass. And it worked pretty well there versus them. It's a good Drexel front. It's not the size of North Andrew, but probably just as technically sound um, with that. And I'm interested to see what North Andrew does with the speed of Archie, not just with Briar McIntyre running the ball, but also both Caden and Hunter Sutton. You know, the two big receivers on the outside, I think it's going to be the biggest kind of matchups there with Donovan Hoosier and Brock Smith, who are both really good receivers, and Brock played really well in these playoffs um, with that. So I'm intrigued to see how that kind of works. And then the kind of the the other option for Archie is uh, Gray Debrick, who's been dealing with some injuries off and on throughout the year. He's a very good running back slash little slot receiver they have as well who can make some plays in the open space. So we'll see what happens just with what Archie's going to decide to do offensively with that because they still got to figure out, I know, Eichner and Goff are big keys for this game, but so is what is Archie going to do with Jacob Chittum? Because they got to find a way to get a hat on him so he doesn't wreck the offense kind of deal because he can wreck a game plan um, on one Friday night. So that's going to be very interesting on that side of the ball. And then we haven't talked about it yet on this one. It's just Archie is a slow starting team as well. That's one thing they cannot start slow versus North Angeles. They can't fall behind a couple of scores and try to grind their way back in because they're going to have to at that point, rely on Hayden Ecker or someone else coughing the football back up to him. And I don't think you can rely on that this game. Maybe you get a turnover here or there, but you can't rely on that to make a comeback kind of deal. So we'll see what happens with that. And I think Archie, they're going to have to play probably their best game defensively all year to slow down North Andrew. And Anthony's already said it. North Andrew, they don't put up the most points in the state, but I'm, I'm guessing if you went back and looked at how many drives they had versus how many touchdowns they have, it's a very high percentage because they score the ball quite a bit just efficiently on there. They run a little more clock, time off the clock, but they're very efficient with the football as well. So I'm intrigued to see how they plan on stopping Hayden Necker because no one's really done it this year um, in any effective way. And I'll add, the, the part that would be interesting to me too is if Archie does decide to throw the ball, they are home run style when it comes to throwing it. Mm-hmm. Cam Breyer have the amount of time he needs to do that with guys yep. like Chittum and, you know, Colin Patterson doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um, you constantly look, he's got eight, nine, ten tackles a game. And really, I mean, Gunnar Lawrence is great. It's really that entire defensive line. <laughs> so can they give them enough time? Because, that, you know, we talk about Kemper Klein a lot and his ability to kind of run and throw. Breyer's not so much that way. He's more of a, you know, hits his drop back and throws it. So we'll see. That could be the interesting part, too, is if they kind of change their offense up a little bit as far as getting shorter passes. Because if you watch Worth County last week, they were having a lot of success doing that. And part of that was by design because North Andrew felt like they didn't have the patience to keep doing that. And they were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's one thing because as you said with Breyer, he's not even landing Gardner in that situation where he can scramble out of the pocket and then heave one downfield accurately. Find that he is a really good runner, but he's also a pocket passer kind of deal. Like there's not he's not the running dual threat guy when he's just better to throw the ball. He's more of a pocket passer who when he decides to take off and run, he's just gonna run. He's very good at that kind of deal, but it's a different style kind of there with that. That's a good point by Anthony there, just with Briar. He's a different type of player than Kemper. They're both excellent players. So mm-hmm. worth kind of getting to play a North Andrew getting to play against a Tyler New, a Kemper Klein going getting up to this point. I think it's really good for them to kind of game plan for a Briar McIntyre because they've already seen that. While on Archie's side, they really haven't seen anything like Hayden Necker. They've seen the, the diet versions probably in the South. I think Peyton Morrow is a similar style runner. He's just not quite as good as Ecker. It's kind of the same. That's probably the closest thing they've probably seen to the style of runner 
as Hayden Ecker, but without the the Mimoth offensive line in front of him to block for him. So it's be interesting to see how Archie adjusts throughout the game with it. I actually do believe that this game will actually be um, not only broadcasted on Mission.TV, I believe this is going to be on KFDQ as well. I believe Tommy has actually confirmed that with me that we are going to get this game on KFDQ on Friday night. So that'd be a big one there, North Andrew Archie, number one versus number two in the state. Let's go over to the other side of the bracket now. We've said this multiple times again, Bishop LeBlanc at Sweet Springs. This is another game I'll be at. So I'm going to kind of double dip in some eight-man football action this weekend. So Bishop LeBlanc at Sweet Springs. Both these teams are playing really good football right now. We've said it. We've all said it multiple times. Um, Devin, I'll get your thoughts on this. First, um, your thoughts on LeBlanc and Sweet Springs. Yeah, I think I kind of hit a little bit there on the recaps of last game. It's pretty much... Sweet Springs, their secondary isn't great. They had a couple of deep pass plays that St. Paul Lutheran kind of beat them on there. Um, pretty much, can they corral Landon Gardner? And then can they cover Jake Carell? I mean, that's the two biggest options there for, for LeBlanc on offense. Uh, the other kids who are playing decently well right now with the Stags get in the backfield. Uh, Winklebauer is a pretty solid tight end they have, who's a young kid that's stepped up and made some big plays here in the playoffs. So on that side, that's going to be the big thing. Can Sweet Springs, can they limit? What LeBlanc does offensively, it'll be tough because of how good Gardner is. And then the other side, Sweet Springs, they're just going to try to run at you and see if you can handle it kind of deal. And Schrader's a very patient but powerful runner. And I do like the other guys they have around him with the Hudson kid runs pretty hard for them as well. Um, with that, I mean, Schrader, he's one of a select few kids that I have in eight-man history, rushed over 2,000 yards in his career and in a season for eight-man football. Um, one of 23 kids that I have listed here so far. So he's a, just a very good player that I really enjoyed watching and a good kid as well. So um, we'll see what happens. I think LeBlanc's a favorite going into that game, but Sweet Springs, I've picked against in the last two weeks, and I am 0-2 in those games because they beat North Shelby and St. Paul Lutheran, um, including beating St. Paul Lutheran, who they lost to early in the year by multiple scores. So we'll see what happens. They're a team that first year in eight man, starting to figure some things out. We'll see if they can carry over to the state semifinal versus a good LeBlanc team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple in this one. It's, you know, I think in the last game we talked about all of the different scenarios and matchups and that one, this one seems more, you know, cause I, I'm certain LeBlanc will score points. Um, I don't, I don't know many teams that can hold them down that aren't North County, North Andrew, uh, especially when you have one of the more talented players in the state. Uh, but this one's about the LeBlanc defense and, you know, like Devin said, being able to slow down Schrader. Um, and if I think if you can hold them to 30 points, you're fine. Um, you just can't let them run you over. Um, and, you know, a few weeks ago, like Devin said, I probably would have gone with the blonde, probably winning this one pretty easily. Um, but Sweet Springs continues to prove us wrong. Um, and so I, I think this would be a pretty good game. But like Devin said, I think LeBlanc should win this one. Definitely, gentlemen. Two very, very exciting games. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing those games live. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the outcomes of them. Um, you know, and, and gentlemen, you know, we only got a, a handful of appearances left together this season. So and that time's kind of winding down. I'm going to be kind of sad a little bit when we don't get to talk every single week. So we got about one or two appearances left in us. So, um, you know, but they're going to be some big, tough appearances next week. We get to preview the um, state championship game, whoever that is. So, um, Gentlemen, thank you guys um, so much. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And um, I will see you guys on Friday night. Sounds good. See you, Cliff. Have a good holiday.